Hello, everybody, and welcome to our journey to figure out who is the ultimate fictional character. I'm Matt Acevedo. And I'm Christian Humes. And we are very excited for you to be going on this journey with us. Every week, we're going to be com- uh, comparing uh, t- multiple fictional characters against each other, seeing who is the ultimate one. And the winner of those tur- of those head-to-head battles will go to our final round, where we will knock down one by one who is the ultimate fictional character. Yeah, we've got hundreds of names all in here, and we're going to keep filling this up. They come from all of your favorite books, TV shows, cartoons. Yep. Everything, you name it, you've got it. Anime, video games, it's all in here. So it's like Fortnite for your favorite mascots. Yeah, exactly. And so you want to make sure that you like you stay inside the bubble, though, because if you're out for too long, you don't want them to die for being dumb, <laughs> you know? So here's how it's going to work. We're going to take four characters today. Yes. We're going to pit single elimination, two mm-hmm. battles, and then the winner takes all for the end of the episode. That's right. Only one person, four people will enter, only one will win for the day. It's very exciting, man. I, want, I can't wait to see what we're going to play, what we're going to have uh, today. Yeah, we have a long road ahead of us, and we could talk more about that later, but let's just jump into that first match. Matt, who do we got coming in? All right, guys. For our first match, the per- first character is rating from Japan, an, an amazing animated character, someone who is the seeker of the clow and defender of the cards. It is Cardcaptor Sakura. Cardcaptor Sakura is going to have to watch out because although he might not have magic, he has math. And you know what math can do? (laughs) Math can get your ass off of Mars. It can get you to survive living on a planet by yourself, which is uninhabitable. That's right. We're talking about Mark Watney from The Martian. I believe he might be (laughs) the ultimate fictional character. All right. Well, let's find out. Let's go ahead and jump into this. That's an interesting fact that you think that math is... is I want to go into that really yeah. quick, how math is yeah. the ultimate magic. I mean, so it's what is that? What's that phrase? Is that any form of uh, uh, f- like advanced science is indistinguishable from magic, right? Okay, so, yeah. So in all sciences, generally boil down to some level of math. Even even chemistry boils down to math, right? It all, it all, we're all like ones and zeros. Like, what is anything, right? Yeah. So one could argue that magic is just a science we don't understand yet. And if you have the right math for it, like Mark Watney, maybe he could be a card captor if given the appropriate tools. That's true, but that's some Thor stuff right there where I come from. They're one and the same, you know. Um, but, you know, you, you say that, but you have to kind of be the chosen one to be oh. you know, the seeker, the, the, the holder of all of the cloud cards. Uh, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that, especially if you're a teenage girl. A young girl who is com- going through adolescence and growing up has to also take on the responsibility of keeping these cards in check. You know, you bring up a good point, and I think we should actually state here, because this is the first episode. This isn't a debate. We're both here. I'm not representing Mark. He's not representing Sakura. We're here to figure out together Mm -hmm. who has which, um, and and which is the best, which is the ultimate. Yes. So that being said, is the chosen one, this is something I've thought about often, is the chosen one a good or a bad thing? Oh, that's a good question. Because then it's like, how much of that was your own ability, right? It was predestined yeah like how much has gone in like as far as work it's like these things had to happen for them right well i guess it i guess that makes sense like she was you know like it's kind of like that thing with buffy where it's handed down to the next generation kind of a thing uh and you know there's she has other friends who help her who also have magical powers and stuff too but she at the end of the day she is the one who has to protect the the book of the cloud 
Yeah. So, okay. So remind me with, with card capture, cause there's different kinds of chosen one. And I think maybe that helps us distinguish how yeah. special it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because I think if someone's just born and they were predetermined at birth, they were the chosen one. Whereas, um, look at again, a show like my hero academia, right? Mm-hmm. Midoriya is, you could call him the chosen one, but he's really not. He was given this, this task and yeah. he has taken upon himself to do it. Yeah. But what's Cardcaptor Sakura's deal? Oh, man. Uh, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure that, you know, she was just given to it because she has potential or something. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know? Because there's that. That's sort of like the thing with Harry Potter, right? Harry Potter, on his own, how much of the abilities and things that he did, which were incredible, were actually because of him or because of the fact that he was imbued with Voldemort's powers and yeah. the fact that he was the chosen one from a prophecy. Like, there's a lot of debate surrounding that. So I, I wonder as to how much of a bonus that is for Cardcaptor Sakura. When you look at Mark Watney, this is a guy, he he grew potatoes on Yeah, he planet. survived on that on another right. planet. That's a good point, man. That's pretty damn cool. And yeah. I'll, I pause this, right? I mean, we want to look at a, a number of different things. Right now, we're just talking about what made them special. But how special are these characters to other people? I'm not sure if you're aware of this. This is one of my favorite facts for The Martian. Mark Watney, people thought, they're real people who thought that was real. They thought The Martian, not that it was like a documentary, but right. that it was sort of an Apollo like 13 novel. Like, like, yeah, they thought it was like a retelling of a thing that happened. There are people in the world that really thought we've been to Mars and left someone there, and this was a oh retelling God. of those events. I guess that's something that, that kind of plays into that there there's potential in that, that that could possibly happen, you know, Um I, I don't think we're too far away from that. And that's kind of like the, Ameri- you know, that's like the, you know, I, like you think back to the, the moon landing, that that seemed like the next step, you know, everyone's been waiting for that day. So I guess in a way people want that to be real, you know, uh, but he did get left behind. They thought he died, right? Cause he got like hit yeah. by a rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the storm. That's true. Cardcaptor Sakura, she, I'll, I'll say this. Um, Mark Watney might have tenacity and survivability, Yeah, but people didn't necessarily believe in his, like he was able to pull through, yeah, on his own skills. But as far as the people of his world were concerned, there was very little faith in this man. There was, and and if it wasn't for his crew turning back, he would have been screwed. Yes, he would. He would have died. Yes, let's be real here. Like Mark Wani would have been dead. He would if have. He didn't, if they didn't turn he, back. That yes, yeah, that's true. So what we're saying is, if put in a cage match, like I mean, obviously, if we're doing some sort of a versus competition with these right, two characters. Right, right. We right. got it. We got to talk about who would win in a fight. It's no question. It's card captor Sakura. Well, if you strip them of their power, I mean, it's just an old man beating up a little girl. But I don't. <laughs> but I don't. I mean, but or or is it? Because remember how like emaciated he was by the end of the Martian. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, and not just that. I guess uh, Sakura does like le- learn how to actually fight too. You know, she yeah. doesn't isn't reliant on the power of the cloud cards. And I think you can't necessarily strip them of their power because that is a fundamental part of who they That's are. That's a good point. So That's if you can't, point. if if she has her abilities, she's gonna she, win. She stomp him. Yeah, no question. Yeah, absolutely. No question. Yeah, he had no time to make any kind of potatoes. It would be <laughs> done for him. So I think if we're looking at this as a basis of who's a more powerful fictional character, it definitely goes... It goes to Sakura. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. As to which one, maybe... um, I'm trying to think of, like, what's going to be the defining differentiator between them, right? Mm -hmm. Is it 
Is it going to be their impact on culture? I mean, for me, I grew up watching Card Capture. That show is really cool. Yeah, I enjoyed I mean, it a lot. To me, that that show was one of the first shows, you know, that kind of, that was brought to American audiences uh, for my generation. Um, that was like along the lines with like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon and mm-hmm, stuff. It was mm-hmm. on the WB, and yep. like it opened me up to a whole another world of uh, shoujo anime, uh, which is like you know, it's it's like. It's like a show, you know, shonen's for boys, little boys. This is for little girls, but it's like for all ages, still for everyone at the same time. So it kind of opened up the door, you know. It's like the first kind of, besides Sailor Moon, it's the first one that's, I remember that's that what is I was a, just a strong female protagonist. Yeah, uh, as like a a, card, a strong fictional cartoon character. Yes, yeah, she brings a lot to the table, and so if you were to gauge their impacts, you know, right now for giving out points, she's got it for the fight. And everything you just said there about her is true. And her impact, I think, by being a great uh, female role model character for women, uh, yep. for young girls, is awesome. That being said, I could argue that Mark Watney and The Martian could have a more cultural, impactful resonance. Because think of how many scientists and tech creators and inventors have said today how they watched 2001 and they wanted to make a tablet right and and things that exist today because of that yeah how many kids do you think today watched us make this scientist who says like he he says like yeah math like he's like so pumped about math (laughs) how many little kids do you think are pumped to maybe become an astronaut and work to you know go into aerospace engineering get into rock and science because they want to go and become the next Mark Watney. I don't know if like, I don't know if that would really relate to kids though. I feel like that movie, I think it's more of like an older, an adult. You don't reality. think kids, don't, you don't like when I was a little kid, I loved Apollo 13 and I'd say this is a, a more humorous and adventurous movie than Apollo 13 was. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know, man. Like it seems like a horror story for a little kid. I think, you know, like, I'm it's scary. Go, like, yeah. Oh, space is awesome. Like, yeah. oh, I could get stuck yeah. in space. No, it's oh, definitely no. <laughs> it's definitely scary. Um, but it did. They, they did put it out as a for awards for comedy for best comedy. Yeah, wasn't it weird? <laughs> I forgot. That's a good point. I totally forgot that I got nominated for best comedy. Yes, it did. What a trip. Yes, it did. Oh uh, man, they did the whole little like I'm Iron Man sequence at the end with the gas in his in his glove, which actually wasn't a part of the book, but it was. I think a nice piece of levity during what was otherwise a very tense moment in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I totally forgot about that. That one, it did get nominated. Uh, I don't know. I think I, I kind of get the feeling that it. I can't speak for the rest of the world, but this room kind of reminds me of like the American dream. I don't know, like the, the we're Americans, like i guess there i mean there is a a bit of that american exceptionalism but i would argue that i mean the the, they worked with the chinese they did in this remember like in fact they wouldn't have been able to pull this off without their assistance and then if you also like a lot of the people on the ship were from very diverse backgrounds and cultures um it's a tough call for which one has a stronger cultural impact i don't know because i think both are important i think that especially for uh also more when we were younger now there are at least a lot more women characters in you know animation yeah i, kinda, I feel that that show you know I, I found that not just young girls but even young boys were like really oh, into it that you show know? was like, great it was a great show it was, and show was great it, it, it was so good that it 
you know, I it had a like span like international dubbing, so it was all over the place, uh, and it's it's hugely identified. It's a, a like if you even if you haven't watched the show, you can identify Sakura, uh, I think, um, and it even had like another. It just got rebooted, like they're not rebooted, but it's the continuation, like just launched uh, in Japan last year. Like they just released the new. So there's a new animated version. There's a new season. Okay, yes, yeah. I knew there was like a manga. Right. But I right. didn't know there was a new animated version. Yeah, the clear cards, man. Cardcaptor Sakura clear card. So right now it does feel like we're moving a little bit more. We're leaning towards her. I just want to make sure we don't we don't miss anything, right? Yeah, exactly. We're we, gonna we gotta, we gotta we cover gonna all our bases. We're gonna hear from the people if we screw this up. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah definitely. All the all the Mark Watney fans out there <laughs> are gonna lose their minds. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying. I guess I'm trying to think. Well, who would you rather hang out with, Christian? Who would you... Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. That's a great question. I definitely would much rather hang out with someone that's been on Mars. If I could have... I don't want to speak too soon, because then I thought about, like, okay, this, like magic and monsters. That's kind of cool, too. Uh, I don't want to mess with that. I don't want to... Yeah. I would not want to be, like, mess with, like, weird monsters. You know, I'm, I'm a baby. I don't... Yeah, I'd rather... He seems like a cool guy. I would get a beer with. I him. would get a beer with him too. I would get a beer with. I would absolutely get a beer with Mark Watney. That's a great point. Okay, so and I would get and a beer also with like Mark Watney. Uh, you know, yeah, I think that makes sense. And like, I don't know. I I don't want to be biased, you know, because like mm-hmm. she is like a little girl, right? So like, and I don't know. I just feel like we wouldn't relate. So Correct. I might be biased on that. Correct. So, but I mean, you know, that's that's this is us. We're doing the best we can to discern. Yeah. And so I think he's a better hang. Yeah. He's a better hang. Which makes me think, you know, because I was just thinking about like, okay, if Mark Watney showed up, he could just be a dude. He doesn't need to be in his spacesuit. Like, I don't have to hang right. out with him on Mars. But for her, I don't know what her identity is outside of being a card. She's captain. just a right. high, uh, normal uh, teenage uh, middle school girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? And these Gen Z kids, I mean. <laughs> you know, she likes to eat sweets. She likes, you know, she has a sweet tooth. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, get, I like candy. She has a, you can hang out with her cute little, you know winged friend a little QB or uh Q what's his name cube cubo yeah you know I always I'm always concerned when I think about monsters that are cute what they would look like in real life oh that's a good point they always seem oh, like man. they always seem like they would be real creepy I'm very concerned about this detective Pikachu movie because I'm so worried about how <laughs> creepy Pikachu's gonna look I want him to look like a rat dude <laughs> I think I have one last question which is iconic design yeah it does she because I think both of them, I don't know if either of them have a standout thing. The Martian has my current favorite spacesuit design, and I think spacesuit designs are really incredible when done well in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Savage Mythbusters did like a whole thing. They did like a replica of it and oh. a movie prop. It's very, very cool. Her design, similar to the way that as much as the Martian's unique design, it, it leans on everything that came before her design is i think similar right is there anything that's super unique or iconic about card captor well she's got a dope like staff with like a <sighs> that's beak. what i was thinking you know what so, I mean? okay so that answers my question in my head i was thinking about the staff yeah right and because that's you, how she activates if the you card called out the staff as being unique most characters don't have that yeah, and because you know we're talking about the magical girl genre right here, and for anime, and uh, a lot of them don't really have like I don't know they usually just transformed and that's it. But she's got that staff, and you know why that's important, hmm. and it's why the idea of like an iconic design is important because if we went to Comic Con and there was someone who is cosplaying as the Martian in the Martian <laughs> suit or as yeah. Captor Sakura, I might 
not immediately identify the suit as the Martian because someone might be like, oh, is that Prometheus or is that this movie or that movie? Yeah. Though they did have the very like cool orange design. Um, I don't know if that would jump out to people, whereas you see that staff. Yeah, and you're like, dang, done. you built that staff? Yeah, done. Oh, no, watch out. Don't activate any cards around me. And people are going to want to cosplay as that. Oh, and they have. Yes. You know, there's been a lot of card capture Sakura cosplay. So I think, I mean, I don't know about you, but I think between the two of them, yeah, I think it would be safe to say that card captor Sakura is the ultimate fictional character, at least amongst these two characters. I think so too, man. I, I, I really like Mark Watney, but like, I don't know, like, unfortunately, he's just a guy. He's know? a guy that loves math. He loves math. He loves math. And potatoes. He doesn't love potatoes, but he's I mean, love potatoes. There's a there's an opportunity for him to possibly come back in the future. Right. It's you know, it's possible we didn't think about something. We yeah. aren't as smart as Mark Watney, who right. is right? right? Come on, we'll give him that. But he's no card captor. He's not. He's not the chosen one. <laughs> it's always you know, I try not to he's not the chosen one. I try not to go into these with any kind of preconceptions and it's always I always find it interesting, you know. Yeah. We've only done one test run of this and I found that one very interesting as to where we ended. So why don't we jump into our next match then? Yeah, so that one's going to go to Card Captain Sakura. Hells yes. That's dope. Sorry, Mark. That's... We're going to leave you on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Mark. <laughs> and we burn his, his entry. <laughs> oh, no. All right. For our next one, guys, I am pretty excited for this one. Um, I'm not... This is a fascinating matchup. So first off, we have one of the Green Lanterns of Section 2814. He is known to be an architect. He is known to build constructs from the inside out because of his architectural knowledge. We were talking about, and he is now the core leader of the Green Lantern Corps. We were talking about, of course, Mr. John Stewart. Hells yes. Yes. I love my, John Stewart. My favorite Green Lantern. He's my second favorite. Oh, interesting. I love Kyle Rayner because I'm a, I'm, I love uh, art artists. <laughs> All right. Well, time out because we also have Zach Morris. And Zach Morris, first of all, Zach Morris can control time. He <laughs> will stop the episode and he will just go time out and no one, everyone freezes. So we've got a guy who is ultimate 90s, right? He is like the 90s icon. He's the cool guy. He says no to drugs. Like he is the epitome of what like everyone that i would have identified with would want to be yeah yeah that's a good point he is really cool but have you watched it recently no no i the only thing i saw recently <laughs> i recently saw an episode where uh it was a great college humor and they were making fun of how lame everyone on saved by the bell was for freaking out about weed <laughs> <laughs> But you, I've noticed about Zach Morris and that in every episode, though, uh, he's always down to do the bad thing, whether it is like he's, oh, he's an, an instigator. Episode. He's an instigator. He's absolutely an instigator. And that's why I love him, because I'm an instigator. I don't think you're as bad as him, though. Like he, he will stoop as low as doing something like or like he'll he'll do something that's really like use women, for example, to like trick them into mm. thinking they're getting something just so he can gain profit off of and I'm like you're a high school dude like you know he's I mean? selfish he's he's very he's selfish. very selfish yeah. he's very selfish that being said if you want to be the ultimate top dog maybe you got to be a little selfish <laughs> right like no one said the ultimate character is going to be a good dude the, yeah. yeah there's no reason they have to have the best moral values in fact it would be hard to argue with so many iconic villains out there That's, that any yeah. one of them couldn't be the ultimate character so just because he's selfish, yeah, 
Like, he gets what he wants. This is a man that knows how to manipulate the people to get what he wants. Now, I don't want to just stand here for Zach Morris because I love Jon Stewart. Yeah, me he too. Was, he was my first Green Lantern because I didn't grow up reading comics. I got, like, nowadays I read into comics and I, I care more about that partially thanks to all the Marvel movies. But growing up, all of my comic knowledge was from cartoons. Yeah. And so the Justice League cartoon was my introduction. And that was Jon Stewart. And he was so cool, which is yeah. why when they cast Ryan Reynolds, I was like, what? I remember that because I, I didn't grow up uh, reading comics till later. Uh, so I was also like, like I, was, I didn't, wasn't aware there, were mo- there was a whole core of Green Lantern. I had know? no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Jon Stewart's great, man. He's come through like, he's gone through a lot too. Uh, when in, in terms of like, uh, he like they consider the the Green Lanterns a two eight one four. Maybe it's it's because they're from Earth or whatever. Again, like we, but they're they're considered like the greatest lanterns. And he is now the leader of the Green Lantern Corps. He was in the military on Earth. You know, he served his time. Now he's serving in space. Uh, he is a true like, and he is an icon of what it means to to serve and and to sacrifice for the greater like good. You know. Yeah, I mean, he definitely. He represents a lot. Yeah. And similar to Cardcaptor Sakura, uh, he also represents another underserved community. He does. Like, he was the only black superhero that I knew of at the time when I was younger. Yeah. For me, it was him and Static Shock was like the same yes. time. Yes. Oh, my God. Static Shock. So cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's in that bucket. He, uh, he's oh, yeah. in that bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. He's in the bucket. Uh, but yeah, to me, he was, he was like, you know, him. And and Cyborg wasn't until later. I don't think Teen Titans came out a little yeah, later. Yeah, Teen Titans, Teen Titans, Cyborg is cool. Yeah. So okay, so now we we know where we stand a little bit on these characters. Let's let's throw them head to head. Let's get into the gauntlet here. Which one do you think could win a fight? And let's don't forget, Zach Morris can stop time. That's a good point. Oh man, so we got Zach Zach Morris, but he's stopping time to do what though? Just to make a clip about the situation? Well, sometimes he monologues. Or he wraps things up. He you know, maybe a- he could, maybe he could, there could be in the middle of a fight, he could stop time, he could like move out of the way, the Green Lantern blast. He could do some sort of like fight ending monologue and then unfreeze time and like close the episode out. Like, yeah. If, the, if this was our pay per view match, I think he could win. If this was, if it was a broadcasted fight between Zach Morris and Green Lantern, I think he could win. He could freeze time and just take the ring off of Jon Stewart's finger. You know what I mean? But he can't fly. So if, he freezes time and John Stewart's like floating in the air. Um, he can't reach that. So cage match definitely goes to John Stewart. <coughs> I think so for yeah. sure. Um, and, and you know, and that's only because of flight, I think, because even if he can freeze time, he can't reach that. You know what I mean? So John Stewart's got, and he's got, you know, he'll, I'm sure John could figure out a way he, he, because he is an architect as well. And he's able to build things from, you know, like he's always thinking multiple steps ahead. So he'd be able to figure out some way to anticipate, Zach Morris's, you know, reaction. I don't know. Or now that's an interesting concept because Zach has no super abilities other than so he has like a super offensive ability and it can be used defensively, but he has no super resilience. Any any kind of hit from the Green Lantern, yeah. unless he's really pulling back on it, is gonna waste him, right? Yeah. Like he is not a super powered man in the traditional sense. So like, all he needs to do is fire a beam. If Zack can't freeze time, if he can't do this faster than Green Lantern can do that, it's already over. Yeah. So there's only one way that I see that Zack could actually win, <laughs> and that is by manipulating 
the judges at the event. Oh, my God. Or the people putting it on to sabotage the Green Lantern. Dude, that's a really great counterpoint. Because, I mean, if we see in, in ranking, you know, like, John Stewart... We've seen how he handles things with the Guardians. Like they, they like they don't really like to listen to him. You know, he he gets like kind of defensive, and and Zach Morris keeps his cool. I think John Stewart kind of. I think a lot of the Green Lanterns like are really bad at like keeping their cool when it comes. Yeah, to Yeah, it's weird that they give them these powers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's a good point. Zach Morris is very manipulative in that. He's sense. not an honorable man. He yeah. will win no matter what it costs. Yeah. So there's judges involved. I, I would say. I think Zach would manipulate that for sure. Man, that's fascinating. I would think that we can't call it based on a fight. And if we're, this might be too meta, but. Oh, no, no, please. So Zach Morris is very greedy, right? Oh, it's selfish. Selfish, And if we're in a world with Green Lanterns. Yeah. Then I'm sure, I'm sure Zach Morris would be able to, if, you know, say Larflees hasn't gotten his orange ring yet. There's only one ring. Zach Morris might be the greediest person yeah. I know. He yeah. might be able to to uh you know gain would, the or the avarice ring. Yep. This is a great point. He would not need a Green Lantern ring. He <laughs> would he would get his own ring of power. I I would say I'm willing to actually lean that there's a possibility that Zach could possibly outdo Green Lantern, but Either way, it's not definitive. So let's table that then. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no definitive. That could go kind of either way. Go either way. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't decide it on that. I think it's hard to argue that the Green Lantern is less important as a cultural icon than Zach Morris, just because of what he represents. Um, Zach Morris is just another white kid. Like, yeah, and in many ways, it's almost a bad thing because he's like the and, ultimate poster boy for like white affluence. Oh, I know, dude. <laughs> I know. And I I would say this, though, be, and which kind of leads into how society was. And, you know, if you put if like a majority of people in a room and like, you know, and they can identify they're like, here are these two people. Who do you which one? Like, who are these people? I would say people would say that this is Green Lantern, but they would have no idea who Jon Stewart is, mm. but they could identify who Zach Morris is. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah. I was just I was thinking about the same thing. And it's not right. Yeah. But I think Zach Morris, like as you said in the, as we started this debate, uh this conversation, that Zach is was nineties incarnate. Like if you think nineties, I think Saved by the Bell. Yep. I think Zach Morris. Uh, I mean, there's that pop-up Saved by the Bell diner you could go yeah. to in Hollywood. Yeah. They did. It was so successful that they did a terrible sequel, and people still watched it while they were in college. Like, yeah. People still watched the show because they couldn't get enough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They needed more Zach Morris. I, I, in terms of, you know, icon, I like, who is more recognizable? Who is more iconic? Unfortunately, I would have to go with Zach Morris. Um I don't agree with it, yeah. but I just think that's how well, it is. You could say that the Green Lantern could be more culturally important to our society. I Oh, that's but, a good point. But culture has dictated that they have deemed Zach Morris as more culturally relevant. Yeah. And, and I think Jon Stewart's got a disadvantage because when people think Green Lantern, they just think of that Ryan Reynolds movie. Yes. And that's yes, all, that, it, that gave it such a bad... You know, no one wants to see more of that. You know, I feel like that yeah. did a huge disservice to the franchise. And we're talking specifically about Jon Stewart because the fact that he is a Green Lantern obviously is a huge part of his character. Yeah. But he is one of many Green Lanterns. Yeah. Which th makes the fact that he's a Green Lantern a little less... Like, there is one Zach Morris. 
one oh, and only. That's so gross. I hate it. Zach Morris. <laughs> I hate it so much. Oh my god, I hate that. <laughs> Who would you rather have a beer with? Who would you rather go hang out with? I would rather hang out with Jon Stewart, personally. I think he's like He seems a little gruff. Yeah, it, like but he's got a soft side. Like when he's amongst his friends, when he's amongst like, you know, his family and stuff, yeah, he's he's like he's just like a cop and then when he's off duty, he's like, Let's have a good time. Where are you hanging out? I would go to Mogo. I would yeah. go hang out. I would go to to Mogo. At this point, Owa's not around, so we're at Mogo's the the central planet. He's also a Green Lantern. Uh, he's a living planet. I would go hang out with Mogo. I'm a little torn because there's part of me that's like, I kind of want to go, like, get some fries at the diner, like a basket of chicken fingers. But like, how cool would it be? Like, Johnster would know the places to go. Like, hey, there's this restaurant at the edge of the galaxy. Like, let's go over there. I'll fly you there. Don't worry about. It. But he doesn't seem like the kind of dude that would do that. Like, he seems like the kind of dude that I would want him to do that, but he'd be like, I need to use these powers for justice. And, like, I, does he abuse his powers and screw around No, a he doesn't do that. He's not, like, a very, yeah. you know, like, he's a cop. Like, we brought this up. Like, he's a very, like, strict, Kyle Rayner like, rule-guided kind of, I'm going to do the right thing. And then I, he, he doesn't even want to be bothered with the rest of the Justice League. Like, I don't think he's having beers with, like, Clark Kent or Bruce Wayne, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's not showing yeah. up to shindigs unless they're undercover. Well, he's got a, he's a, and now he's got a whole, like, core. He's running the core. He's the leader, you know? So it's like, would he have, even have time to do that? Like, ah. He's, a, he's, he's an amazing on. man. Yeah. But I don't think he'd be that fun to hang out with, other than the fact that I love the Green Lantern. Yeah, but, like... I, I hate guys like Zach, Zach Morris. Like, you know those guys in real life who are like, man, this guy sucks. This guy is a phony. Like, That's true, except the time you spend with Zach Morris, he will make you feel like you're cool because he would make that time feel special. And then once he's done with you, like, you're out. But if you're just going to grab a beer with Zach Morris, he wants you to think he's cool. So he's going to be like, oh, fries are on me. Don't worry. Grab another drink. Oh, like, that's, he would use... We're at this point. Are we taking advantage of someone who's insecure? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh my god, he's got some major problems. But I don't know, man. I I I I couldn't bring myself because I I I would feel like he's using me for something. Like I'm surprised he still has friends. For Christ's sakes, uh, poor Screech. Like, why is that guy still hanging around? No, him? but you know what though? The thing about Zach is, although he makes a lot of mistakes. He always like that's part of why he has to time everything out. Because, oh, because he has to think about. Yeah, he has to. He has to like really weigh the moral situation, and, yeah. and by the end of it, he always comes out on top. Like he always realizes the right thing that should have been done. He always atones for it, and that's a strong thing because a lot of young boys like we're taught to to not like feel sorry, to not feel sad. Like growing up, they tell like boys to you know not today, thank goodness, um, but. It was so much more about like being strong and not making mistakes. And with him, he's like every episode, this kid's making mistakes and he's making, he's showing people it's okay to make mistakes. You <sighs> could argue that Zach is actually not a bad person. He's, he's being selfless by doing the wrong thing to show people that it was the wrong thing to do because never does he ever do the wrong thing. And then by the end of it, freeze time be like, I'm glad I screwed that person over. He's always yeah. like, I shouldn't have done this, and here's why. Because their feelings should have been more valuable than my needs. But John Stewart literally, like, is is like, is selfless and putting himself his life on the line for the universe. 
He is literally saving the planet. He's saved the universe. He is literally saving the planet. You know? I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like we're torn on this. We got There's got to be something in here because I still think Zach Morris is a piece of trash. Yeah, no, he's a jerk. He's definitely a jerk. And I see your point. He's definitely a jerk. But, like, do you... This might sound bad, but mm-hmm, do you mm-hmm. want to hang out with someone where every single time you hang out, they do, do you know they're going to do something bad, and sure, they're going to like realize their mistake at the end of it, but you have to go through the bad stuff before you get to any of the good stuff every single you know, time. You know, here's a, here's a secondary version of the, would you have a beer? Because I would have a beer with Zach, but I wouldn't want to spend any real time with him. Yeah. Here's the real one. You ready? Which one would you elect to office? I would not elect Zach Morris to office, although I think he would get elected. He would, we, he would get elected. Uh, we have someone who... Never mind. <laughs> Zach Morris would get elected to office. He's, he would win. Yeah. But he shouldn't. Yeah. I would vote... For John Stewart. For John Stewart. Yeah. I would vote for John Stewart. I would vote for John So I think we're voting... Both the John Stewarts I would vote for. Yeah, I would, I would vote for both. So are we voting for John Stewart? I would vote for John Stewart. It's going to be John Stewart. Yeah. John Stewart is going to have to be our winner. We're going to have to put Zach Morris in the bin. Sorry, Zach. Dang. I for you know, I gotta tell you for a minute that I really thought we were about to pick Zach Morris. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. We were dude, that was a, that was tough, man. That was tough. Oh that was crap. Tough. And I'm really trying did not we, to pick we sides. We didn't make a miss. I wasn't trying to pick no, sides, no, but no. at the end of the day, this that guy is such a just, just I know. Like he can still he's trash, but like he he just he does it yeah, over and over we're again. We're definitely like, gonna have to weigh morality as like a part of this but it can't be all of it because right like when right. we get up to like if we pull darth vader from here what are we right, not gonna, gonna pretend he might not be the ultimate character the kid slaughtered like a hundred children yeah exactly yeah <laughs> like zach morris is a jerk but he's not a child killer <laughs> so i mean we're gonna have to see where this goes well these are early days here folks oh um, man oh so wow so we got two contenders now for the the winner to see who is the ultimate character of today and that person will go on to the final round later in the way future. Um, but we got Cardcaptor Sakura and Green Lantern John Stewart. Okay, so they they both battle monsters, right? Yes. They both battle mo- monsters. Yeah. They both essentially have a form of magic, magic yeah. that is uh, that brings physical things into reality that weren't necessarily like he can create objects or creatures with his mind through the power of the Green Lantern yeah, ring. And, yeah. She can summon them from cards. Uh, through her staff. Mm-hmm. So they are actually in some ways very similar. Yeah. Wow. And they both serve underrepresented communities. Yeah. So they, they do. both culturally have similar impacts. Yeah. I would say in ter- if we're talking about iconic and, and who's more identifiable and stuff, I would still say that Sakura is more identifiable than Jon Stewart. Oh, that's interesting. I might actually go the other way on this. Oh, wow. Jo- um, I-, I think especially... Nowadays, anime is so much uh, more proliferated than it was when we were younger. Yeah. You know, 15 years ago, it was uh, much more niche than it is today. Mm-hmm. Although you can watch that now anywhere streaming and it is coming back. So it's it's a little hard to gauge. But I think outside of my own personal bubble for the kind of stuff I watch. Yeah. I bet if I said to someone Green Lantern or Card Captor, more people would know the term Green Lantern over the term Card Captor. Nah, that's true. Ah, that's a good point. But would they know John Stewart? No, and so that's that's where you. Well, I wonder. Do you think more people have watched the Justice League cartoon than read than watched the uh, Justice League the Card Captor cartoon? Card Captor, yeah. Which do you think had more? Well, probably, especially with Japan, it's probably Card Captor. Actually, I would, well, not just that. If you're thinking about the time frame that. 
they brought the dub version of Card Captor over, and when uh, you know where and when Justice League was airing, Card Captor was free. It was on public. It was on. It was on a regular cable. It was on you know Channel Five, which is like everyone yep. had that. If you had a little antenna, you could watch that on Saturday mornings. That's or how every, I watched every, it. That's how I watched it too. Yep. Yeah. Um. A lot of there's a lot of people out there who didn't have cable to watch Cartoon Network to watch Justice League. Uh. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I feel like that's a very good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. So like you know you, you had to take your cartoon doses. Hey, he exists outside of it. But, oh yeah, but most that people, was where people got their right know, their knowledge of John Stewart. I would be surprised if more people read those comics than have seen glimpses of the cartoon. Yeah, well, it's hard to know. Well, because you know, and you got to think that Cardcaptor Sakura is also in manga comic form. Uh, oh, that's a very good point. You know, yeah, you know, if we are talking from a cultural relevancy point here, it might be. 50 50 let's say in the states it, it you might be able to go either way as to which one has a larger cultural relevancy yeah which one is known more you could probably argue either way yeah but if you were to argue because you know green lantern justice league is an american show but card capture came from japan it's probably like a 90 10 split there Outs- yeah. it's like outside of the u.s it is probably much more well known for card capture yeah i would say so i don't know you know and and here's why, because you know, one, it was kind of available to anyone who had a cable antenna or whatever. But two, like in other countries, there was a dub for like each language. They were dubbing that. They were dub- dubbing Dragon Ball. They were dubbing it for like it was everywhere. You know what I mean? There was like those five shows that like was dubbed for everything. Uh, and I don't know. I think that's got an advantage there. Which one would win in a fight? Oh, Green Lantern, Car Captor Sakura. That's a tough one. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a really, really tough one. Because, uh, I mean, like, the fight question is oh, never, like, that important. But if we have two characters who that is, like, sort of their main thing, yeah, this might actually be the most important part of the discussion for these two characters. Well, does is Sakura at full power? Does she have all of her cards? Or Let's say they're both at peak capabilities. Oh, peak capabilities. Ooh, damn. Ooh. She's got a full deck. That's a tough question, man. I kind of think John Stewart would still win because if you've seen a Green Lantern at full willpower, that's a lot of and that's a, a lot of energy, a but lot of energy constructs. He doesn't actually have his power, right? His power comes from a source, right? If we were talking about Hal Jordan, then that's a different story because he was able to conjure willpower on his own without a right. Ring. But we're uh, not talking about Hal Jordan. We're talking about John Stewart. So if she were able to disconnect his connection from the the ring yeah then i think sakura would win because she's got like you know the the cards aren't just power cards they summon like monster things like you know they summon huge crazy could she capture him into a card oh man i don't know i don't know if that's how that works i can't remember she can't do it we don't i don't know that (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's a good point uh i think you know what i think sakura would win in a fight yeah i i kind of want to lean that way and it's interesting because Green Lantern fights monsters all the time. And he does have military like tactics, too. But she could just send an onslaught at him. Yeah. He's one guy. He's one guy. Yeah. And her powers are imbued into her, and she can summon through her staff. But his powers, he calls them forth from another location. Like, if, if something were to happen to the source of his power, that ring is useless. Yeah. 
That's a really good point, man. But you can't really sever her from her abilities. Not in the same way. Unless, like, no. Jon Stewart would have no way of, like, clearing out the cards. Like, she would, he right. would have no way of wiping the cards cl- right. uh, clean. He has no way of doing that. Right. You know, you have to have some sort of connection to the cloud. Yeah, that's another thing. Is It doesn't ever seem like anyone's able to do anything to these monsters unless they are connected in card captors. Like, the military if they got involved, couldn't do anything. That's yeah. not how that magic works. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think, I think I'm going to give that one to Sakura, dude. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. I'm gonna I think give... so too. And kind of going on that too. I also think in terms of branding and stuff, um, I don't know, like think about merchandising. I think more, there's not much green lantern stuff, you know, and there's a ton of Sakura stuff, uh, especially in Japan. Like it's a huge iconic figure over there. Yeah. And there's not, you know, the only Green Lantern stuff you'll see might... Have you ever seen a Jon Stewart t-shirt? No. No. I mean, honestly, ever since, like, the old Justice League, I haven't seen Jon Stewart in really anything. Yeah. It's all just been Hal Jordan, and, like, I mean... He takes all the credit. And thanks to Ryan Reynolds, there's no Green Lantern <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, and... Uh, man, I do... I, I'm going to be leaning on that Sakura has the, is more iconic, yeah, I'll give you that. And I think she probably could win a fight. I would be torn on who I I know you you think it might be fun to go get a beer with John Stewart. Stewart. But I feel like I would just be getting judged the whole time. Oh, that's a good point. So that was like part He's of like my a thing police with cop dad, like, you know? I like everything he said to me I knew it would be bullshit, but he'd be just trying to boost my ego to make himself feel better. Yeah. Uh whereas like him I'd be like I'd be like, uh, like don't pull me over or something. <laughs> uh <laughs> And with her, it'd be like a little weird because like I'm hanging out with like 12 year old girl. Yeah. But I'd be like, I don't know. Like you just like, I'll just like check up these monsters, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, and there's something about, and this, I guess we couldn't, I couldn't have a beer with her. We have like a root beer. She has this innocence <laughs> to her that kind of like, have you ever like hung out with a kid? It's like they, they bring out a side of you that like you they kind of forget. They have been ruined by society. Yet. They haven't. Right. And so it's kind John of. John Stewart has been ruined by, by society. Like space society, you he know? Is, he is a, a scorned man. And like, you know, Sakura, I know by watching it, I remember her like cherishing all the little things. And I think that's really important. And she would remind us of that. Cherish all these things. Like cherish this, 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 this like this little dessert. Cause you know, we never know when we're going to get it again. Like it's here now. I think that's really that's really special. I think we might have just caught our first winner. I think so too, man. Yeah, after talking about this, I really think I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one today. The ultimate fictional character today is Card Captor Sakura. Yeah, I yeah. agree. We're in agreement. Yeah, which is good because there is a tiebreaker system. We're hoping to never have to use it because it's not a debate. It, it right. just turned out that the ones we introduced, I think we like slightly had better arguments for at the start, um, but. It's not a debate. We are mm-hmm. here working together. Yeah. Doing a service for the public. Yeah. So that being said, we're going to do our first pull from the bucket. We are. So the way that this works is we've got this bucket here. We're going to get some submissions from our fans. We're going to keep filling it up as well. And we're going to take four characters out. And they're going to be the four characters from the next episode. Car Captor Sakura is going to move on to the next round. She will get called upon once we have three more winners. And yes. then those four winners will go against each other in the future. Uh, the losers are going to end up here in this little loser trash bin, and you guys get to vote which of the losers can move on to a wild card round. What? The wild card round? Because maybe we got something wrong. Maybe we missed some facts here. So you can let us know 
of those three, we're going to put a poll out. You'll have like 48 hours to go vote on it. And whoever has the most votes will go to the wild card round. And just like once we have every four winners, once we have four losers from the wild card round, those four will fight it out. And then we'll put the winner of that back into the the bucket, the bucket man. Yeah, which I think is the way to do it. Like they need yeah. to earn their way back. Yeah, they need to earn their way back. Zach Morris, I feel like didn't stand a chance against someone who was very selfless, uh, but he might against someone else. So. Uh, so let's go into the bucket here. All right, all right. Let's do I'm this. so excited to use this finally. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's let you pull the first one. Okay. Here we go. The first one is. Shit. There we go. We got Michael Jordan from Space Jam. That's, <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. Specifically from Space Jam. Not not just Michael Jordan, but specifically from Space Jam. Well, which because, is just Michael Jordan. It's a fictional character. Yeah. Because yeah. because otherwise, if it's just Michael Jordan, yeah. not a fictional character. Wow, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> All right. And Michael Jordan will be going. Oh, I really folded this one up good. Oh man. Oh my god. Salem Saberhagen from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. The cat. <laughs> Salem the cat. Oh my god. That's awesome. So that's gonna be our first matchup for next time. Uh and then we gotta do the second one too, yeah, right? Second, second matchup. Here we go. Second matchup is the first contender. Well, you really folded these, man. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> All right, we got the genie from Aladdin. Dang. Well that's the already... G- genie from Aladdin's gonna have to go up against Mr. Monopoly. <laughs> Oh my god, those are two that's gonna be tough, dude. That's some two those are two like really big iconic characters. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. Um Cool. So we'll find out on the next episode. Yeah. If you guys disagree with us, uh if you if you have your own thoughts, please share them with us. Uh you can uh tweet at us. Um yeah, you can tweet at me at Shy Guy Express. I'm everywhere at Shy Guy Express. Make it real easy for y'all. I'm at Christian underscore Humes. Uh I'll just put this at the bottom and We'll also have our Twitter handle. Uh, And until next time, we're going to keep on the hunt.